I was like, this yeah. is ridiculous. But all that to say, trying to get Taylor Swift tickets has actually put into perspective how much I am willing to spend on, yeah. I guess, people I want to see. Because now I'm like, well, everything else is cheap. So this is fine. <laughs> right. You're like, well, in, at this rate. It's a very skewed perspective. I want. Yeah, I could, yeah, I right. could do anything. I could see whoever I want. This is fine. This is nothing. Hi. Welcome to Well Said Red with Lillian Depp. We're two redheads bringing our chats to headphones near you. Talk soon. Welcome back to another episode of Well Said Red. I feel like when I do these introductions, I have my ASMR voice like, welcome back, everyone. Take a deep breath with me. I've never done ASMR, but having a mic does make it seem really fun. Right. Or if you like talk into like a headphone when you're on a Zoom meeting, I've gotten that Mm. before of people being like, oh, like the headphones sound so much more like more appealing and zen. Right. Yeah. It's very zen. Like I kind of love having those little lapel mics, you know, and just like, I oh, love yeah, people just barely speak into them. And I'm like, man, mics are crazy. I just they, feel so much more professional. I feel like I know and just I'm in doing. charge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've always loved that's the only reason that I um joined like became a youth leader at my mm-hmm. local church was so I could use the microphone to yell at kids. Absolutely. That's the only best reason. purpose of the microphone. Oh, 100%. It was intoxicating. That's why they made microphones is to I yell at the so. children. Yeah. That and megaphones. Also, don't give me a megaphone. Oh, yeah. I will go power crazy. <laughs> I I love a little power trip with a megaphone. I do think that if we really just looked at why I ran for student government in high school, mm. it was strictly for the sake of me being able to have a megaphone. And people kind of had to listen to me. I'm pretty I mean, sure that's what it boiled down to. I think that's a lot of motivation for a lot of students. So yeah. I, I don't think it, you're alone in that. And yeah, I think that that kind of thing does draw that that kind of student oh oh yeah we're all we're all just here for some power plays (laughs) (laughs) they were they have to listen to me excellent perfect i'll i'll do it sign me put me in brooklyn with a megaphone (laughs) i would do the exact same thing today i'd be like you over there like i would just start making things up it would be a nightmare for everyone else but me that is the one thing that really would appeal to me about like some kind of recruiter role or something Mm -hmm. like being in a in a position of influence one might say like being able to just pop over to someone or maybe even like what are the people um promoters i think i would be oh, a great yeah. promoter for that reason you know you're just standing oh, yeah. around you're going up to people you're like hey what's up how's it going i hate those people so everyone would hate <laughs> me but i think i would be good at it i do oh absolutely yeah, yeah. i know and that i think we're both kind of on the same page of it does not take a lot for me to be like on someone's team or mm-hmm. and not like as a bandwagon fan because we no, we no, hate no. those we ultimately but if someone like if i go to a game and someone the team is like really important to someone and i'm just kind of along for the ride that team will very quickly become very important to me and i will turn oh, into absolutely. the biggest fan in the arena when i didn't care about them walking in and then i will not care about them when we leave yeah. But I'm just like, I'm there for a rally. I'm there for a good time. And oh, I, yeah. I thought this was like a normal human trait until I've met some people recently who are like, they must prove their abilities to me, even though this is very important to you. I must be, well, you know, I and must, you're just like, okay. I must make the decision for myself. Like, pinkies up. But okay. some of us are having way more fun than you are. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, Speaking of being a fan. Oh, yeah. This is, this is my segue. Um, <laughs> I heard that somebody went to... I don't know. See Taylor Swift on like her second night performing her uh, Eras tour in Phoenix. The rumors are true. Oh my god! And I feel like we never did a proper recap on that experience for you. And as somebody mm-hmm. who had to watch it on TikTok um, <laughs> for hours on end and really just try to do a deep dive on how many outfits she actually changed into, 
Um, I just, I really want to know what was the banger you were waiting for and Mm -hmm. did she, did she sing it? And two, what was the most surprising performance song wise? Absolutely. Okay. So I was really just like so thrilled to see that the 10 minute version of all too well was on the set list. I figured it would be. And because we were at night two, we, we knew what the set list was going to be because we decided we're like, "Eh, we might as well just look. And I was very happy to see the 10 minute version on there just because I'm like, no, every single person in that arena, 70,000 people are going to know every single word to this 10 minute song. And that alone, no matter what song it is, granted, I think it is like, musically just a stunning stunning song lyrically but yeah. it doesn't really matter what song it is like that kind of crowd energy alone is amazing and just wild oh, yeah. no matter who the artist is or the, what the song is so i was thrilled to see that i also was just very very happy um to see love story live because i hadn't seen taylor swift previously so i didn't go Aww. to any of the other like original tours and i always tell people i'm sure i have said it on this podcast and like if I have a traditional wedding one day, the last song on that dance floor is Love Story. That yes. is the banger that rallies the crowd. It does yes. everything. Men, women, children, grandparents, everyone oh, yeah. gets into that song. It is so nostalgic as someone who was like in high school when that song came out. Um, so I love that. The most surprising, which we I kind of assumed Folklore and Evermore would have more I didn't. Well, I didn't know if they would have more time. Upon seeing the set list, obviously, I did know. But those are not necessarily like concerty songs to me, yeah, right? Because yeah. they're just like more slower, more low key. Um, whereas I tend to be like a screaming at the top of my lungs for an entire concert kind of person, which surprises no one ultimately. Um, but I, mean, I saw I you with that red, red. Um, oh yeah, I'm like I'm on a table, it. like singing yeah. Taylor Swift songs. All on the table. It's fine. <laughs> this is who I am. Um, but. I really loved what they did with um, Last Great American Dynasty, which is my favorite song from that album. But I thought it was very interesting how for those like more slower sets within Folklore and Evermore that um, like the costumes were very, very intricate. And like mm-hmm. there was more onstage storytelling Happening. almost. Okay. Because – and they had more time to do that, right? Because it's a slower, more sure. zen song. It's less like dancey, poppy, more just like how are we telling a story with a set, which I think she did the entire performance. Um, but that I really enjoyed. And they did split up those two, like, quote-unquote, eras, which I thought was good for the sake of concert um, logistics because yeah. those were the two more slower sets. I'm like, you can't play eight songs from Folklore and eight songs or whatever it is from Evermore no. and put them back-to-back. Like, she couldn't have gone in chronological order. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I think, too, like, when you think about also, like, because I heard she performed for, like, I mean, how many hours? Is it oh, three? Oh, it was, like, three hours and 15 minutes. It was insane. I mean, that's a long time to perform. In Mm -hmm. general, like I'm curious to hear how she'll come out of this tour. She probably won't be doing one for a very long time after this. Mm -hmm. But even just for logistics of like people got to take bathroom breaks. Yeah. People got to like go get their stuff. Like you kind of want a little bit of a flow for the run of show. You need her to have some lower songs to be able to kind of like breathe and catch mm-hmm. her breath, you know? So I do think, like, logistically, that makes a lot of sense. Um, oh, absolutely. That is and surprising. She doesn't, right? And she doesn't really... She's not a dancer. Like, she, like no. we all know. Taylor, our girl, is, like, not super into the choreo. While, We've she, always known this. For a while, she wasn't even into the live shows. I remember she used to right. get major stage fright. Like, major oh, yeah. stage fright. So, Like, her strength is in her songwriting, right? Like, 100%. we all know this. But yeah. then we were looking at the size of the stage, which takes up, like, half of a football field. And we're like, she might not be a dancer, but she's doing a lot of strutting. 
back and forth across the stage. And yes, she does in general stay in the center, right? But still, I'm like, "Mm, that girl still got her steps in for the day. Like that's still a lot of like physical activity. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And very impressive footwear. So impressive. Okay, so what was the best outfit you saw? Mm. And do you remember what song it was for? I know it's been a minute, so it's okay. It has been a minute. I really, hmm. I loved the ball gown when she sang Enchanted. It was just very, very sweet. And we only got one song from Speak Now. We just get Enchanted. Um, But I loved the ball gown. But then I also liked um, when she did her surprise songs, Our Night, she wore this like green kind of ball gown dress, um, similar style that I think she's been wearing for the other surprise songs. And that was just like very romantic looking and like kind of like I feel like the enchanted purple ball gown dress was very like, this is what we all like yeah. were trying to look like we went to prom as juniors and failed miserably at, obviously. But like, look how stunning this is and like nostalgic in that way. Yeah. And then the green dress is like more like mature, older, but like very equally just stunning. Yeah. And she was doing her um like pianos and guitar song oh, for those. Beautiful. And so it's just like very pretty. Um, yeah. The out, Do you, you want to hear about- hmm. Just really quick. Do you yeah, remember, yeah. did you ever watch the Begin Again music video? I don't think so. That music video to this day, like, sticks with me so strong yeah. because it is all filmed in Paris. And she oh. is in, like, five different gorgeous dresses. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, gorgeous, stunning dresses. It's very romantic. It's, like, pre the romanticize your life. Like, Right. At that moment in time, we were all romanticizing being Taylor Swift in in Paris. You know, like, is she on rooftops in Paris? Like, I mean, it is stunning. Her style throughout it is gorgeous. And so I'm, I'm like that era, I think, is that speak now? The beginning? I believe so. I'm, I I would love for her to do one of those songs, like that song, because it is a slower song for sure. But like, it's such a nostalgic moment, I think, for a lot of fans, Mm -hmm. because that song was about Taylor Lautner and it was like Taylor and Taylor at that moment. So I don't know. I feel like I I hope she does that surprise song at some point, because those those dresses, if she's even able to revive one, would be so fun. Oh, you know? Yeah. Well, and her... the two people that I went with, we were talking about just like what that wardrobe closet backstage has to look like because it's different every single night. But you also know there's it's no way they just every have night. her outfits are different every single night. And like not that. not majorly different, but like the bodysuit that she comes out in is slightly different the second night than it was the first. And it's slightly like it's new. She cares so much about her fans. She it's absurd. So she shouldn't. Much. She shouldn't and you care know that, that much. The, no. to tell oh, her. she's being way too generous ultimately. But you have to know there's multiple copies of that outfit backstage in case something goes wrong or something rips or something gets spilled out. So I'm like, just the weight of clothes that are being carried around is remarkable. Trailer. <laughs> I know, honestly. <laughs> but the um the little side story I have for you from the heiress tour is I don't even know if I've told you this. Maybe the maybe you and the pot are in for a treat. But there was a girl sitting next to me who was um Providing a second show for all of us, along with Taylor, she was there with wow. someone who looked like it could be like a, her mom or maybe an aunt figure. Okay. And we didn't really notice her too much. Like you could tell she's like there was like a middle-aged woman. So she's like, yeah. try, like tries to like dance with us a little bit. And we're like, sure, whatever. We're all best friends here at the Taylor yeah. Swift concert. Why not? And Absolutely. so we like are kind of like, yeah. But then at the same time, she's also like being a little awkward about it. So we're like, mm, okay, 
whatever. You do you, you do you. That's fine. We're all here to have yeah. a good time. Yeah. And then champagne problems comes on. And at that, at this point, everyone's been standing for a really long time. There's a lot of boots that you can tell have never been worn before. And so people are kind of taking the folklore and the Evermore sets to like lean back, to sit, yeah. to like rejuvenate mm-hmm. themselves a little bit more. This is kind of a universal decision. Yeah. And champagne problems comes on and she's just like, ah, oh my gosh. and she's like weeping. And I'm <gasps> like, good for you girlfriend like i'm thrilled you get to hear this in person you're getting like, your song yeah but also no one around you is screaming so this is a little obnoxious like you've kind of got to get it together read the room shall we say and mm-hmm. she continues just the entire song and i'm kind of looking at her and she's like ah. she looks at me and i was like oh yeah happy for you like i'm like, just so at my- weird for that reason it's like sitting on an airplane but then you're like having to emote for strangers it's right and friend of the pod katrina is sitting next to me and i'm kind of looking at her like i don't know what's going on over here yeah and Devin, when I tell you that after Champagne Problems played, this girl just took like a sharp, a sharp pivot down because apparently she herself decided to have some Champagne Problems that evening and had had too much to drink and came back too many times. Ultimately, like I wasn't really putting it together because you're not counting the amount of drinks that someone next to you is drinking, right? Like whatever oh, yeah, you do, you're, you. And you're um, but then when she started to sway as she's standing up, and I became concerned that she was going to vomit on me, then I started paying more attention. Yep. And so she's because I'm like, we're too, I know how long this concert is now because we're night two. We're too early in for you to be looking like this. Like what is going on? Oh, no. And front of the park Katrina is next to me being like, is she okay? And I was like, who's to say? Well, I guess we'll find out. And I'm like, I have to drive back to Prescott tonight. You are not throwing up on me. I will not have it. And she's swaying and she's kind of, again, like tumbling around, kind of like teetering. And then at one point she falls sideways on me and I catch her. And I, and at this point, like, it's very clear that like, she needs to sit down. She needs to drink some water. And when she fell on me, I was like, okay, I put her back up and I look at her just dead in the eye. And I was like, are you okay? And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And I was like, you need to sit down. Like, you need to sit down because there's also a woman in front of you. I don't want you falling on the front. And I'm, like, obviously yeah. not explaining this to her. But, like, very clearly, like, girlfriend, yeah. you got to sit down. You, you got to like, sit. Take, you got to take gotta a beat. Mm-hmm. Like, for your own good. And We're I also have, like, a water. You. Right. I have, like, a water next to me that I've had half of. And I'm, like, it's not smart for you to drink from a stranger. But if you want my water, you can have it. Like, yeah. <laughs> at your own risk, obviously, because this has been opened. But, like, you need it more than I do. No, yeah. no, no. She continues to drink her who knows how many you know, it's bottles of wine, like little, those little, like mini single serving bottles. Yeah. And I'm kind of also looking at the fact that she's there with like her mom being like, this is a weird, this is a weird circumstance. Right. You're like, suddenly you're like, my entire focus is now pivoted to the situation because of what is going on here. Right. Especially because it was like a slower set. So I was like, yeah, just because I'm like more of an old school Taylor girl myself, I was like slightly less invested. And then I'm kind of looking over here like, what is this dynamic? If, if I was stumbling and my mother was standing there, right there. she would be like, sit down. Like that would be, that would be unacceptable. That'd be it. You'd be done. You know what I mean? And also I would be like, mortified yeah. i would never let that situation occur so i'm like it's not even like you're with a group of like friends you're here with like a mom or an aunt figure right what and then she sits down she promptly stands back up she continues to sway and then probably about 30 minutes before the concert ends like we're, we're about to hit the three minute mark or three hour mark she looks at the woman next to her and she kind of makes a dramatic like we have to go and i was like the, the, the vomiting is going to ensue and they start to walk and then there's two little stairs leading up from like because we're the last section we're the last row of like the first um yeah bowl shall we say yeah and there's two little steps and she just like she can't she can't step 
So she's like on her knees on these steps. And I'm watching mortified from like four seats in from where they are right now as this woman who I believe is her mom is like trying to lift her up. And she's just like not helping. But I'm also like, you can help. But if it was you, you would never want some a stranger to come help you. So you have to like mind your own business. Like you can't. Yeah, but you're I'm like watching this. talking. You're like, mind your own business, mind your own business. Exactly. She's not like, in danger. Like, she's fine. Exactly. She's fine. She's fine. She doesn't technically There's need so you to go. There's so many people close to her. It's fine. Right. She doesn't technically need you to lift her up. And so, but Ugh. for like two minutes, they struggled to get her up. And then I watched and they finally get upstairs. I was like, oh my gosh, thank God. And they're just like, walking as if they're on the the curviest road of all time. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then Devin, 15 minutes later, they come back. No. And I was like, no, no. Cause you got to get this girl out of the stadium. It's going to be a nightmare to get out of here. She's going to throw up in the car. You have to leave. Like you do not want to exit a busy stadium with 70,000 people in it with this girl as like your dead weight. They come back. You call it quits. You say Exactly. They come back. She immediately starts swaying again. And then I look over and this girl is wearing this like very cute, kind of like a mesh dress. And then it had the black slit underneath. You know what I mean? Like it has the mesh layer and then it has the slit layer. And it's very cute. And I was like, okay. Like, and I'm, she immediately starts to sway. She like kind of leans back in her chair because she can't um, fully stand. Like the muscle memory is just gone at this point. And she's, and probably about like a song before Karma, which is her closing song. She does the same thing where she turns to the woman is like, we have to go. And then she tumbles where she is exactly in the row. She doesn't even make it to the steps. And I look down obviously because it gets my attention and she's right next to me. So I immediately just like hoist her back up because I'm like right there. I'm like yeah. hoist her back up, hand her to the aunt. And I look over and when they went to the bathroom that first time, that slip layer of that mesh dress didn't get pulled back down. So there's this mesh layer that's down and that slip layer is just hanging out around her waist. Both cheeks just out. Just <laughs> fully. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh no. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. And I'm in boots. So I'm like six feet tall at this concert. Yeah. Friend of the pod, Katrina, is a, a wee little girl. She can't see anything. So the people yeah. I'm with have no idea what's going on because six feet tall giant Lily is like blocking this. And oh, I was like, oh my, my gosh. gosh. And then Katrina's mom, Cindy, what came with us was me, her roommate, Nick, and her mom, Cindy. And Cindy was asking me when we were on the way. And then they did leave for good. But they still, like, oh, you God. could tell they were struggling to snake their way out of that stadium. But then I'm also like, it's only one song till the end. You're too late. You're, You're going to get stuck. And get stuck. Cindy was asking me on the way. I was like, what happened? I was like, oh, my gosh. I will tell you in the car. What a time. But I just could oh, not no. believe it. I was like, first of all, you paid so much money to be at this concert. So much money. You're here with your mom. And you like aren't gonna. Re- you're gonna be. You're not gonna remember what happened in the it. car. You're gonna be hungover tomorrow, and you aren't probably gonna have as good of a time as you could have had, because like this isn't like you're going. You're not even like going out to the club. You're not even going yeah. out dancing. Like you really wanted to be at this state. What is happening? Like I gotta know the backstory. Like, did she like, get divorced that day? And you know, <laughs> like, I, like I gotta know. Like, there's something yeah. going on there. Like, is she the champagne problem? Like, I need to know because it's it, it clearly seems like she really, really needed to be intoxicated at that moment, which seems yeah. very confusing. But like, also, like these drinks are like twenty dollars. Yeah, I had one gin and tonic, and it was eighteen. And so I'm looking mm-hmm. at her like, how many hundreds of dollars have the two of you racked up mm-hmm. in expensive stadium cocktails? Yeah, yeah, and you're like pacing yourself too, because it's like, I, like I imagine if I was at a Taylor Swift concert that I paid a lot of money to go to, 
that probably will be a once in a, I know is a once right. in a lifetime experience. I'm having two drinks, maybe max, maybe, maybe totally. one an hour. If I feel like I'm feeling good and had a heavy dinner, you know, totally. like just to keep the vibe going, keep the energy uh-huh. up, you know, but like that is already $60 more than I spent on the ticket alone. Not to mention the parking, right. not to mention getting there. Like, I mean, just so much expense goes into it. That's that's where my brain goes. It but was insane. I understand it for the moment. You know, if you're like, okay, I've sure. got one drink, I'm chilling, I got two maybe, you know, like mm-hmm. you're feeling good. You want to keep the vibe going. But after that, I mean, like, I know. And if she was actually having champagne, I'm sure that was more than $20. Oh, absolutely. Those little bottles of wine was incredible. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It was wild. I did not so that hear that my... story, so I was very invested in this. That's <laughs> that was my bonus uh, Eras tour content. That is phenomenal. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. I was like, what are people doing at these concerts? Like, how's the vibe? Because I'm seeing all the, like, get dressed with me for TikTok, like, for right. on TikTok for Taylor Swift. And I'm like... How are you guys hanging out in these outfits for three hours? Not oh to mention gosh, the opener. I like, I can only imagine the general admission people, too, who are having to get there so, so early. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as the doors are open, they are camping out in their spot. They're calling oh, the a runner commitment. to go get drinks, snacks, yep. whatever. Like, they're there for hours. And you can't bring anything into stadiums these days, like, at all. No. Like, you can't even bring water in. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm like... It's insane. I'm like, what are you doing? So, we got... Ed Sheeran tickets for his um oh fun his concert in September for mm-hmm. a little anniversary gift um but literally I'm like this is the first time I've ever done general admission ever like yeah. general like on we're gonna be on the field kind of thing mm-hmm. and the tickets for on the field Ed Sheeran who literally years ago I mean I would be screaming quaking in my boots. Waking in my boots to be that close to Ed Sheeran. I saw him in San Diego several years ago when his um, Divide album came out. And I was like Mm -hmm. up in, you know, the the area. Like it wasn't like the nosebleeds, but it was like, you know, definitely like the the tickets were like, I don't know, 60, 75 bucks or whatever. Right. But to be, he's about to release his album and I could not believe how cheap it was to be in the general admission. It was like 150 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, compared to Taylor Swift that I just tried to wrangle, this is a steal. I could go to seven concerts in the the same area, you know? I was like, this is ridiculous. But all that to say, trying to get Taylor Swift tickets has actually put into perspective how much I am willing to spend on, I guess, people I want to see. Because now I'm like, well, everything else is cheap. So this is fine. (laughs) Right. You're like, well, at this rate. It's a very skewed perspective. I want. Yeah, I could could do anything. I could see whoever I want. This is fine. This is nothing. Mm -hmm. So, but I really did want to hear how it went because I only saw a couple of photos and I, sadly, I'm not going to Taylor Swift. So, Mm, yeah. The stupid fake fans out there got me. you You can watch it every single weekend on TikTok. It's true. It's really true. I'm thank God. Thank God for TikTok for that reason alone. I'm like, goodness gracious. I hope I hope they do like a live, like a I think probably Netflix or somebody's approached her about a deal for oh, one of her concerts. I'm sure like, there will shows, be a streaming service you know? option. Yeah. yeah. I would think. Like it's too big of a concert for them to not make all that extra money on it. So much extra money. bringing in bank. Of course well, she's there's cameras up. Like, of course they're yeah, gonna she's getting, that for a streaming yeah, they're, service. They're gonna do a documentary or something, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like, whatever. Anyways, just really wanted to make sure we covered that topic. But it's, it's a very important topic. To it's a very important topic. But I know that we have been going, 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 and like 
uh, feels like a hundred miles a minute. Oh, we're busy um, girls. We are busy girls and we're doing a lot and it looks like we're doing a lot on the internet, which mm-hmm. I know can be deceptive. I would say like in and of itself deceptive. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm curious what else you've been up to that maybe the internet hasn't seen all of or that you want to share yeah this is really just a catch-up episode but also just a humanizing episode a general a general hang general update absolutely <laughs> i mean the month of april has been very chaotic for me in the fact that like three out of the five weekends i'm gone um and yeah technically april has five weekends but the first was like on count. a Saturday or something or like a yeah. Friday. So it doesn't really count. Um, but I just got back from Paris yesterday. Paris. The weekend prior, I was in Niagara Falls, Canada for friend of the pod Riley's 25th birthday. I Very forgot exciting. you did that. Oh my yeah. Gosh. Oh, it seems like eons ago. At this eons point, ago. It's been like it's only April. Yeah. It's been like oh eight days since I was in Niagara Falls. <laughs> um, and then I go to Idaho Falls in a week from tomorrow. We're recording this on Wednesday the 19th. But I go to Idaho Falls next Thursday for my little sister's bridal shower. And I will be there for like two and a half days. Oh, my god! A very short trip out west. Um, And then I'm very thankful to be in the city for May and June. Most of June. I think I leave on like the 29th or 30th for Abby's wedding. Um, But I noticed when I came back yesterday, I flew into Newark, which is uh, just, you know, not my not my ideal situation. If I'm being honest with you. it's just a it was a fine airport, but it's just a little trickier to like get to and from Brooklyn from like from Newark. Yeah, and logistics. I realized that and I've done this every time, but I've never really realized I've done this. But whenever I come home to New York and you see the skyline or you see like you generally see the world trade or you know, like mm-hmm. something, something. And I always just say, like, oh hi, pretty city. Like in my yeah. head. I just always like, hey, pretty city. Like constantly. I look out the window yeah. at New York and I, hey, pr- hey, pretty city, how you doing? And I do that when I leave too. Like, okay, see the pretty city. And I don't know why. I don't know how that came to be, but I just noticed it last night because I was ultimately stranded in Paris for an extra like 24 hours. My flight got delayed. We don't have time even to like jump into it. Didn't all get of it didn't get delayed. It got canceled. It got canceled and then like rescheduled. It was a whole thing. And so I was like very tired coming off of like an additional 22 hours that I wasn't expecting. And it wasn't like spent in Paris, like wandering around with a croissant. It was like chaotic and stressful and poorly communicated. And so some people are like, an extra day in Paris, how romantic. And I'm like, uh, except it wasn't. Well, like, except I um, cried the whole time and it was up until two right. and I wasn't clubbing. Exactly. I'm like, I wasn't it's like, meeting up with uh, romantic strangers. Right. Exactly. It's like such a good example of like how we can see the highlights is like, oh, cool. And then you're like, no, we're actually like deeply unwell over here. I'm and we were happy to be in Paris, but that does not mean I'm doing great now. Yep. Um, but yeah. I did still like look at me like, oh, hi, pretty city. And I quickly realized like I have always done this and Aww. I don't know why. And I always like just mentally like say hello, in. goodbye. And yeah. And I think it's just like such a sweet sign of like, so many people in my life, like you can just, you just, and they don't have to understand, but they just like don't comprehend why I live where I live, or yeah. they like couldn't comprehend me being here as long as I have been, which ultimately like is not that long in the grand scheme of things, no. but in the scheme of the fact that people expect you to leave New York after a year or two is longer. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, it's, and I still mentally do this. Like it's mm. still so good to like come back to this. And yeah. I do like, miss the city when I am away and it yeah. still is like a comfort to be like okay now I'm back in my city and the city and so just like a very sweet little like okay hey Hello. how you doing how Looking you doing good. Yeah. well it's nice I feel like because it is a, a little bit of a mental check-in on like oh I I still love this city 
-hmm. feel like I'm coming home. I know I'm going to be back, you know, like even when lives get really, really busy and it feels like, oh, why am I paying rent in this obnoxiously expensive place when I'm going on the go all the time, you know, but it's like, no, you're living your life and the city is there for you when you need it. And it's really Mm -hmm. nice, you know? Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. So it's been, uh, it's been pretty busy. And chaotic and rent is going up. And yeah, like there's a lot of things we were talking earlier before we started recording, like there's so many good things on our calendar. And as extroverts, we can so, and especially I'm like, I'm an extroverted Enneagram seven. Like I am the definition of running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I am hyped at all times. My energy does not stop. Um, But it is kind of just like, okay, like that is so good. And I am so thankful. And the internet doesn't need to know when things are great or when things are bad. Like, I don't think I've, I don't think I've posted to Instagram in over a month and I don't have to, no. but that's not because like, oh, it's only been good or it's only been bad. You know what I mean? And they don't right. need to know everything, right. but at the same time, it can be so easy if you're like a friend of my mom's, for instance, oh, what's Lily up to? Oh, well, she went to Niagara Falls. She was going to Paris. She went to this yeah. concert. Like it that just very seems glamorous. like all glamorous, all good. And it was all yeah. good. And I'm so thankful for this to be like a part of my life where I can do these like exciting things and I do prioritize and like make choices ultimately that allow me to do these exciting things. But that is like not to say that there is not, oh, like how have you been doing emotionally this last month? I'm like, hmm, actively not well. You know what I mean? And it's like the internet doesn't need to know. (laughs) But I can also tell you like before I went to Paris, someone tried to like break into my home while I was in it. And that's terrifying. Like, like it's not all just like unicorns and daisies over here, you know? Yeah. And how chaotic to have someone try to break into your apartment in the middle of the day before you leave for Paris. Like, yeah. And like the space that you're then in. Yeah. Yeah, Well, and then you're also carrying that with you on a journey across an ocean, you know, like the stress of that is very real, you know, like that is very valid. And I think that there's just a lot that Again, the internet doesn't see because that's just how we've created our lives to look, you know? Yeah, right. But but I think exactly what you're saying. Like, what was the list that you said you wrote for April? Oh, I, I did was this. Dying. I was like on my way to Paris and my flight left at like 540. So, you know, you have – you should sleep during it, but it's also 540 Eastern Standard yeah. Time. So you're not totally going like, to sleep through it. Mm-hmm. And I was just very overwhelmed and have been and have just had like a lot of curveballs thrown at me since ultimately totally. November of last year. Like it – it has not totally stopped. And that is not to say the mm-hmm. good things have not happened again. But it's like, it's, it's been a bit. It's a lot. Yeah. And I was right. Okay, I need to write down what I just like the bare bones of what I need to do for right. each month of through the, through the end of the year. Because that will help me because be like, okay, this is really all you have to get done. Slash yeah. what you want to get done. This is very Funny. achievable. And for the month of April, which again, three different trips two different countries, like a lot of time on the plane. Like there's a lot of like very good things going on in April. And my list was (laughs) things I wanted to make. So I have goat cheese, arugula, flatbread, prune cake, because my prunes expire in the month of May. I need to make prune cake. Crucial. Paris. To get done. Yeah, exactly. Paris. (laughs) Gift for Abby's bridal shower. Survive. And that was my list for, and this was, um, as I'm on oh, my oh. way to the city of love, like it's ridiculous. Just survive. From, like just survive. Like oh that's where I was. Like my headspace. I think was you like, sent me a plane crash TikTok also when you were doing that. And I was like, I don't think she's well, guys. You're like, I don't, what is going on? I'm like, um, the anxiety might be really high. And quite frankly, she's just hoping she survives and makes it to lands on French soil. Yeah. Just like, I just that's need it. to to get there and then having like that week bookended with like 
a cancellation where I'm just like, even mm-hmm. I had so many friends respond because I um obviously didn't want anyone to know I was gone because someone had tried to break into my house. And so I yeah. like posted on my close friend story like once yeah. a day in Paris. And the like the last update was when I was finally on my way home and two or three of my close friends. So again, like it's not like a crazy, yeah. probably like 20 people on this list. Yeah. Um, if you want to be added, tell me it's it's a good time. If you want to get on Lily's close friends. Yeah. It's like my MySpace topic. But um so a couple people responded, they're like, why has this happened to you multiple times? Ugh. Like they've been in my life long enough to be like, really? Another flight Again? cancellation? Like another one? And my roommate literally said, she's like, no offense, but you have like the opposite of lucky girl syndrome. And I just oh, no. died laughing because I was just like, I don't, apparently yeah. the Lord just like really needs me to like work for things. Like I've got to <laughs> earn it. And, but it was like so funny because I was like, thank you so much for saying that because it is like comical at this point. Yeah. Like it's very validating and it is like, yeah, like even my boss today was like, girlfriend, you just can't catch a break these days. And I was no. like, thank you. Thank that you is very validating. validating to hear yeah. because also it can be so easy to be like, oh, but at least you get to mm-hmm. spend an extra day in Paris, you know, like all of that mm-hmm. stuff, which yeah. I'm like, I hear it. I do. But it is kind of like the reality check of, okay, yeah, how do we keep ourselves sane? What do we prioritize? And ultimately, like each month on that list as well is includes things like start going to the Bible study that you want to go to to get involved at the church. Mm-hmm. Like very attainable things, like yeah, focus things on you can do. Focus on X health concept that needs to be prioritized. Go to the beach, you know, like yeah. just like things that I want to do slash things that I am like this needs to be done for your mm-hmm. like health and well being ultimately. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it makes yeah. it makes total sense because it is one of those things where it's like, hey, if we're gonna like continue in the longevity of trying to live healthy lives and also accomplish mm-hmm. quite a lot along the way. And I think that our generation especially is very focused on accomplishing a lot within oh, a very absolutely. short timeline. And I think Gen Z is also just going to, is even going to hustle harder. You know, like I think it's already yeah. happening. There's just more and more opportunities to make multiple things your hustles, you know, <laughs> like totally. as often as, as you can. And so I do think like prioritizing like, hey, what's the check-in? Hey, how is mental health going for you? Like, I took two days off last week that were my PTO days that I was saving up for Italy because mm-hmm. I just needed two mental health days. I right. I needed two mental health days because, I mean, it was just ridiculous. Um, yeah. And long and short and of it used- is – Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and you used them like how you needed to for your Exactly. Exactly. I didn't explain myself. I was just like, hey, I'm taking these two off for mental health. I will not be responding to anything. <laughs> And yeah. like everyone's oh, so gracious yeah. with that. Yeah. And everyone's so gracious with that. But I, and ultimately those two mental health days ended up me literally leading to quitting my job. So there will probably be more time for us to digest that than this episode. Mm-hmm. But all that I'll say on that is that I felt instant relief as soon as I did it. And quite frankly, I feel very lucky and blessed to have a situation where I could do that at this point and take a little time to figure out what's next for me. But there are just some things that you have to prioritize for your mental health in order to actually continue doing what you're meant to be doing or doing what you want to grow in. And right. I was telling Lily right before this, I was like, yeah, it was crazy. Literally the moment I quit and cried in front of three of my bosses, three of them, I was just like, I'm just, I'm going through a lot of transition. And they were like, yeah, 
It's been a year since you got married. You moved to California. You were laid off. You got a new job. Your husband is also on his own journey. Like there's just so much. You got a dog and you're living mm-hmm. at home. Like, of course, there's a lot of change and transition happening. And I'm like, oh, yeah. When you say it like that, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot happening. So, yeah. And I do think, I think we've also been really blessed to be a generation that knows oh you can kind of like okay you look at women you can have a career and children like that is Mm -hmm. a fairly new concept concept. to most generations and at the same time I think our generation is full of extremists who take things so far and maybe also like I can only speak for myself but like didn't grow up with mental health being discussed and so we're Mm -hmm. really thrilled that it is now but that was not our upbringing you know what I mean no Um, and to to no one's not, not to say that it's like each of our individual's parents' fault, but just like societally, no. that's where we were at. And now we are seeing that, but then we're still like, oh, we're ex- these extreme people who need to do it all because we we now know we can do it all and that's empowering. Yeah. But at the You're same so time, right. when we say we can do it all, I'm like that in, in and of itself should. is a falsity, right? Like, yeah. can you? I'm like, yeah. if I have learned anything over the last like six months, it's like, oh, but you really can't. Like, I can't point to a single time mm-hmm. in my life where everything was just like, perfect like everything everything no, you know what i mean no, not to say not that there possible. haven't been better times than there have been others obviously sure. but very much so i think we kind of lie to ourselves and like oh no but this is going well so everything has to go well so we're just going to shove down anything that's not going well or we're going to mm-hmm. and it doesn't work like that yeah it it doesn't and it's not it's not sustainable to continue to like try to make that work for you you know like mm-hmm. at some point this the engine's going to run out of steam you know And I think that's kind of like where I was at, where I was just like, I feel so like, like so indifferent towards my job, which is so new for me. And I know that's like also a generational thing, like just like having to like wanting to care about your job. Um, And I did really want to care about my job. And it's just like really been a whirlwind of like, oh, I actually, I don't care. And I didn't realize that that was something that I was capable of. I thought I could kind of take on anything and care about it, but turns out I can't. And that's okay. And it's also mm-hmm. okay for me that just not to be the position for me. And quite yeah. frankly, it's just it just wasn't the position for me and everybody knew totally. it. So I'm feeling very grateful, but also very like raw and a little crazy. So if this episode feels a little crazy, that's why. <laughs> We're a little me. chaotic over here. <laughs> it's me. We're a little chaotic. I know I was calling someone to process it because I literally just done it that day. And they were like, mm-hmm. I feel like you're leaving me a voicemail, like a very scattered voicemail. <laughs> and I was like, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. So yeah. All that to say, I think what our main takeaway from this kind of job to bring it all back is that there's just always a lot going on. And it doesn't mean that we need to, like, diminish ourselves in the process. And we don't need to, quite frankly, like, ruin our mental health over it. You know? Absolutely. No need to pretend that everything is. No need to pretend. Like, ev- like things can be good and not everything can be fine. 100%. Kind of a deal. 100%. You know what I mean? And, and I that doesn't. More honest about that, that's more helpful. Yeah. Oh, 100%. So, wrapping that up, <laughs> uh, you can catch us at Well Said Red Pod. Um, we have an exciting upcoming season. So, continue to stick with us. And um, 